Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's time for Next Gen Friday. We are so excited about the future of our fellowship that we highlight the 40 and under pastors of CFM. We hope you are inspired by the deep bench of pastors and leaders coming up around the world. Make sure to subscribe from wherever you're listening to continue hearing life-changing messages. If you like what you hear, please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon. Praise God. I stand here humbled. Me and Claire are so humbled the the opportunity that has been presented to us. Uh, we don't take that lightly. And uh, you know, I had my plans. Right? I'm going to Harrisburg. That's, that's where we're going, man. That's that's my plans. But how many of us know God has his plan? And it's his story, and he allows us to be a part of his story. And I'm so grateful for that because since I've been back from pioneering, the first time God has done so many things in my life, so many things in my marriage that uh, I couldn't tell you the miracle of God in our lives, uh, being a part of a, a church that believes in restoration, recalibration, that believes and puts dignity on the preacher. And I'm so grateful for that, to be a part of a church. If you're visiting here for the first time, I'm going to tell you something, man. This is the best loyal family that you'll ever have in your life. And uh, this is why I'm so grateful. I, I, I have that sense in the back of my mind that, you know what, uh, as we're out there, man, uh, uh, there is a, a, just a humility in me that that uh, we're going to do something for God. And I believe this is the timing of God. I believe uh, God already has orchestrated some events. Uh, as just that week that we were there, uh, we were able to see uh, a couple give their life to Jesus. Uh, never heard of the gospel. Uh, blown away that here's this guy leaving America, man, to come to their nation. And it gripped this man's life. And I told him, I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know why, why I'm here. I don't, I can't tell you, but I can tell you this, man. I came miles away to tell you that Jesus loves you. And that totally convicted this guy. And I'm going to tell you something. God is in the mission of searching out for souls unto the ends of the world. And that's the miracle of salvation. I want to ask you to turn to the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verse 9. Before I read this text, I want to give you just a, a paint a picture into your mind. As we navigate through this sermon and through this message, because I believe God is looking for courageous men and women in this place. I believe there's so much potential in this room. I believe that God saved you for a purpose. I believe that we're living in the last days. And today, God is looking for courageous men and women to be used for, for God 
And uh, I just want to say first before I start my message, um, if you were here this morning, um, it kind of goes along with what my pastor preached uh, uh, this morning. But hey, man, I'm encouraged that I'm thinking like Pastor Olson. I'm encouraged uh, that God is speaking the same tone uh, this day because that's what God is after. Uh, he wants to quicken uh, hope. He wants to quicken uh, a heart of courage tonight. Uh, and I believe there is so much potential in this place. Uh, and so I want to begin, first of all, earlier this year, uh, me and my homie here, Ken Horner Camp, we went on a couple of hikes some were easy and some were challenging, man. But you learn a lot as you're climbing those mountains about yourself. You learn how fragile your body is. How fragile your mind is. You learned a lot in life that at times it's not good enough to quit. That's not the option. That's not the answer for you and I. And something grabs hold of your heart as you look up at that mountain uh, and you say to yourself, I got to get up there. And that grips your heart. And I hope to God tonight that as you're sitting here that what Jesus did on the cross for you and I, that that will grip your heart to the point where you're willing to give it all for Jesus Christ. You're willing to lose it all for Jesus. See, climbing a mountain reveals who you really are tonight. There are times in life, there are struggles. There are challenges that you and I are facing. We might be tonight physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually spent. But I'm here to declare to you that I hope and my prayer was uh, as we were here uh, praying and laying hold of God that God will quicken life unto your spirit. That my prayer through this message that you will grab hold of what God has for you. That your faith, if you were to believe according to your faith, let it be done unto you tonight. Because you see tonight is looking, God is looking for men and women that will say, God, I'm willing to take you on in what you have for me. I'm willing to empty myself so that others can gain life and life more abundantly. Tonight, you and I need to have an encounter with courage. You see, the definition of courage is the quality of being able to act bravely under difficulties or in the face of opposition see other words that are relatable to that word uh, courage tonight is boldness bravery conviction how many of us know we need to have convictions tonight it's not good enough Young person to say, you know what, uh, I'm just coming here because my parents come here. You need to dig deep in your own heart uh, and you need to ask God to give you your own personal relationship uh, and convictions of God. I want to talk to you tonight about courage. As we read in Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, here is God 
And he's handing over the baton to Joshua. And we're going to read this story in John 1, just one verse. Verse 9 says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I want to first of all talk to you about fear tonight. In our text, we see here Joshua. He is the successor of Moses. And in times of transition in leadership, there are occasions of potential instability and disaster for the security of any group. This reality begins to sit in in the life of Joshua. And God is aware of it. And this is why in our text, uh, God tells Joshua, do not be afraid. The Bible says three times, he reminds him, be strong and of good courage. Listen, when you're going to step out and do something for God, fear will always confront you. Fear will always visit you. What do you think that you're going to do in another nation, man? What, do you, what hope do you have for those people in those situations? Immediately, fear will come and visit you and speak to you. But listen to me. The aim of fear is to immobilize you tonight. And this is what God is trying to present to Joshua that I have commanded you, Joshua. I've commanded you. I've equipped you. I have given you a special anointing to guide my people, Joshua. Do not be afraid. How many people today will you admit of being immobilized by fear? You see, one of the saddest stories when you read in the Old Testament is here are the people of Israel, men of war, man, uh, men that have fought battles, uh, men that have seen uh, victories, uh, and they find themselves in 1 Samuel 17, 11, they're gripped by fear, immobilized by fear, and in verse 11 it says, when Saul and all of Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. You see, they were immobilized by fear, and that is the aim of the enemy, is to stop you from moving forward. You might be bold at one time. You were bold. You were confident. You said to yourself, man, uh, I can do something for God. And you did that. Uh, you did exploits for your kingdom, uh, for the kingdom of God. Uh, but right now you find yourself gripped with fear. Uh, I'm here to, to tell you tonight, declare to you that Jesus Christ uh, can set you free in this altar. But we have to be honest with ourselves. You see, there's an natural default setting in our lives to play it safe can i hear an amen in all of us there's a natural inclination to lean towards self-preservation and that's what we see in the young rich ruler though this man was a man that you can say kept god's law 
Here's a man that you can say that he had it all together in his life. Even the disciples, uh, they were so blown away by this man uh, and by the way he was carrying himself. Uh, because in that time, they believed if you had money, that means that you had the favor of God in your life. Uh, and you see here is this man. Uh, he comes to Jesus. Uh, but how many of us know God knows the condition of our heart? God knows the very thing of our hearts. Uh, and the Bible says, uh, Jesus told him, you lack one thing. Uh, and that is uh, sell all your possessions and give it to the poor uh, and you'll have treasures in heaven uh, but the bible says in luke 18 23 but when he heard this uh, he became very sorrowful for he was very rich he didn't like that because there's a default setting in all of us to play it safe you see what this man, when he heard that very statement from Jesus, immediately in his head, he said, I'm going to lose. But how many of us know when we serve God, the Bible says those that lose their life, they will gain it. See, tonight, God is looking for men and women to face their fears. Another thing that we can talk about here is the fear of rejection. I remember when I first went out, man, and this was really real in me. I had to wrestle through this, man. You know? I remember, you know, every, when you went to outreach and you're sharing the love of God and, and everybody says they're going to be there. Amen. I'll be there. It got to the point where Cole looks at me and he says, Dad. Is that guy really going to come? <laughs> and it starts playing in your head, man. Rejection. This is crazy, man. What are we doing here? And you start, and you go through the turnstile in your mind, man. It's like, man, what is this? And then, but you see, fear always tells you what you want to hear. But it's a vice. Second Timothy 1.7, Paul tells you, young pastor, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. Listen to me tonight. God wants to use us. And God is looking for men and women that will face these fears. And this is why we need to consider what our text says and God immediately starts this text by saying, have I not commanded you? How many of us know God has called us to preach his gospel? The church of Jesus Christ is his. It's not ours. And God is going to bring about his church. He's going to build his church that the gates of hell should not prevail. Uh, and in our text, he's reminding this young leader, uh, I have commanded you. If you look to me, I will help you. I will enable you. I will strengthen you. And I will help you to give you 
the victory. You see, tonight we have been giving charge. We have been giving orders, and those orders are to go into all the nations and preach the gospel. That is our mandate of our church. And no matter what the fear is, no matter what the excuse is, in God, God is looking for men and women that will commit themselves to this task, and they will settle it in their heart, and they will have a heart that will say, you know what, God, I'm willing to give it all for the line. Lay it all in the line for your kingdom tonight. You see, but the flesh resists those commands tonight. I don't want to do that. The cost to get involved and to be used in the kingdom of God. It costs your life to do that. You see, this call became real to me because I'm not going to lie to you. I was prospering in my job. God was blessing me. But you see, in this church, our pastor has taught us that calling always comes first. And that's something that was put in us because in the beginning it wasn't that. And we began to buy into that. We begin to lay our lives in that. We begin to be used in this church. This is why I love our fellowship. Because our fellowship, we invest in couples. We give them opportunities to labor here in the church. And I'm here to tell you, man, the music scene is a powerful thing. Because sometimes we take that for granted. But I'm going to tell you something, man. I learned a lot from the music scene. I learned how to work with people. I learned how to put together messages. I learned how to contend for the anointing. I learned how to contend that when I preach, I want people to get saved. When I preach, I want people to be convicted of their sin. I want them to say to fear, no, I'm not going to follow you. I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to rise up today and I'm going to do something for God. And I'm, I'm going to here to declare to you, that is the message of the gospel. The gospel is God has commanded us to go ye unto the, the whole world and preach the gospel. See, the mistake that we make tonight is that we have a choice and an opinion in the matter. You might have that here in this life. But how many of us know when we get to eternity, we're going to have to answer to God? And tonight, we need to seriously, soberly consider what God is speaking to your life tonight. See, there was a couple in Allentown... I remember that God began to use this couple. God began to give this couple courage, so to speak. They began to make a stand. Uh, they made a stand in their marriage. They said, you know what? We're not living right. Uh, we don't, we, uh, this, is, this is not right. Uh, and so they, they came to me and they told me, Pastor, we need, to, we need to get married. Praise the Lord, man. We'll marry you. They began to be, uh, make stands for righteousness. Uh, uh, they began to uh, uh, be faithful to church. Uh, but you see, they were met with the trial, with the struggle. And immediately, they began to miss church. I have a say for this. I have a say on this in their mind. 
But it's sad because they stopped coming to church. And today they're not saved. See, tonight the devil is after your soul. He doesn't want you to make heaven your home. Yet alone be used by God. You have a destiny in God tonight. I want you to think with me about the need for courage. You see, the truth today is that you're going to have to learn to face your fears. Every man in this place, you have to learn to face your fears. I know it's not easy. God is telling us it's not going to be easy. And you're going to have to learn to face your fears. But you see, we have an advantage tonight. And what God is saying in his word is that we can serve God and we can have a fearless disposition tonight. That if we were to put our faith in God, that God is able to give us exploits for his kingdom. The reason why you and I are able to be bold for Christ is because God enables us to do that. I remember God quickened me to go to Tempe Town Lake. One time I'm driving, I'm just praying to God, God, I want you to use me. I want, uh, God, I want to I wanna have some fruit in the church. And I began to contend for that. And God quickened me. I want you to go to Tempe Town Lake. And I'm going to tell you something, man. We came across a lot of people in Tempe Town Lake. And I remember there was a couple there. And they were over this berm. And it was dark. It was pitch black. And they, were, they just prayed. And they said, God, I want you to show me a church. I want, I, I, we want to serve you. They just made that prayer. And here I am. And I, I see them. And immediately... We locked eyes, and I went up to them, man, and God was already working in their hearts. And we prayed that day. Why is that? Because we, we made a commitment to God, and that is, I'm going to push the things aside because I want fruit in the church. See, courage builds fortitude, strength, and boldness tonight. There is a reason why tonight, at times, we lack courage. And the reason why we lack courage is because our perspective is focusing on the wrong things. And tonight, it's critical that God gives you a revelation, a real revelation towards the lost we need a real revelation of the nations you'll never be able to climb if you don't face your fears tonight there's a reason why we stop short fear always deals with the individual it breeds a spirit of unbelief and this is why we need faith tonight. There's a quote that says, faith or fear, a choice I must make 
For if one I bear, the other I break. How many of us know that fear and, uh, and faith can't co coexist? It's either one or the other. One has to overcome the other. And you see, tonight, God is telling us through his word uh, that you and I have an advantage. And that advantage is we have faith in God. And when we put our faith in God, we can do powerful things in the earth. Listen to Hebrews 11, verse 33. Who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of the weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of, of, of the aliens. I'm here to declare to you what separates us from the religious world tonight is that we have faith uh, that God is able to use us, uh, that God is able to empower us, uh, and that authority goes with us, uh, that no matter where we go, uh, God has commissioned us, uh, and that authority uh, is being demonstrated in the streets. Matthew 10.1 says, And when he had called his twelve disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases. You see, you and I have an advantage because we have faith. And you need to latch on on that. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. For those that come to God must believe that he is God. And he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God is looking to reward his people. God is looking for faith. And he's willing to reward you with fruit in this church. If you begin to declare by faith, God, I want you to make me fruitful. I want you to use me, God. And God says... I'm willing to reward you for that. Because God moves through faith. You see, the words in our text are powerful. Because this is God speaking. God's saying to you and I, be strong and of good courage. God's cheering us on, church. God wants you to make it. That is God's desire for you and I tonight. So I want to close with three areas where you and I need courage. See, tonight, one area that we're going to need courage, it's too advanced. How many of us know it's not just good enough to sit here and, 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 and begin to beat our chest and say, oh yeah, we're going to take the world for Jesus Christ. We're going to need God to get involved. I'm going to need God to get involved in Nicaragua. I'm going to need God to give me direction, to give me first fruits. Uh, I'm going to need God to give me favor over that city uh, because we're facing some situations uh, that we need God to open doors. Uh, I'm not into getting out of the country every three months. I want God to move in that area of our lives. I want God to build a church. A fellowship church. And I know that this is going to require a supernatural move of God. See, anybody tonight can quit. Anybody tonight can make excuses. 
But God is looking for men and women that will face their fears. Secondly, another area that we're going to need courage is to hold our ground. You see, tonight God is showing you dreams. God is showing you destiny. But there are things that you have to work through here in this church. And the Bible says that we need to stay connected to the vine. We're the branch and we need to stay connected to the vine. There are things that we still need to learn about ourselves if we're going to do something for God. And I have learned in my life that you, cannot, you, you have to take advantage of every season that God, wherever God has placed you, uh, you have to take advantage of that opportunity. Uh, and tonight, uh, you might be saying, you said, man, I want to do something for God. Well, you can do that here. You can do that on your job. You can do that in, the, in your neighborhood. You're going to need courage to hold your ground. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Lastly, I want to close with courage to continue. See, the problem that happens over time is the issue to continue. That the call of God is not appealing anymore. It used to be at one time, but now it's not. Other things have taken hold of your heart. But you see, today you can turn the tables around. That does not have to be your end result. I remember, man, Pastor Olson gave me a powerful statement when I was going through a time where I was struggling, my confidence in the ministry. Manny, it doesn't matter how you start. It matters how you finish. And you see, tonight, you can finish strong if you pick yourself up and you say, you know what, man? God, help me, use me once again for your kingdom. Give me the courage to rise up again. Because courage at times, it's not apparent. But in the doing, it's quickened and revived. And God is able to use you in the kingdom. Will you have courage tonight? Every head bowed and every eye closed all over this place.